0: it's time for another episode of tucson means business featuring tucson's top entrepreneurs and leaders in the business world and now your host mark bishop welcome to another tucson means business where we feature wonderful businesses here in tucson the city of businesses small businesses are what we're all about at the business radio x studio and we're situated right here in the corporate studios actually the corporate offices of stewart title and trust here in tucson and today i have a special guest from stewart title but before that we have a gentleman by the name of mr ken alexander and ken is the owner and uh, you know Chief cooker, bottle washer, the whole man that's very successful with uh, uh, Ken's hardwood barbecue. We're going to be looking at why this has become so successful in Tucson. I mean, there's tons of eateries, but why has this become so successful? So we're going to be talking to him about that and maybe he can learn some tricks. Welcome, Ken.
1: Well, thank you very much, Mark. It's nice
0: to have have you. It's great. We're going to have some fun. And of course, the fellow that I've uh, been, uh, you know, lucky enough to know for the last few years, and has been on my radio show as well, and a couple of times on uh, Tucson Business Radio X, and it's beautiful to have him back again, Bob Ditko. How you doing? I'm doing well, but uh, well, that's a lie. I'm down with a little bit of a bronchitis at the moment, but I'm feeling a lot better. Feeling a lot better. I had a bad night last night, but it, it'll come good. You know, it could be worse. Well, I'm glad you're here today. Yeah, so am I. looking forward to it. And Bob is the Vice President of Social Media Marketing and Education Liaison right here at Stewart Title. Welcome on board. Now, Ken, let's ask you this question. Sure thing. You're the founder of a, it's an award-winning restaurant, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I can't, cannot you know, miss that award-winning restaurant, and it's called Ken's Hardwood Barbecue in Tucson. Is the hardwood anything to do with the wood, or what, what's yeah, the deal Yeah, to do
1: with the wood. We use hickory and pecan, uh, both hardwoods. Uh, oh. They are uh, kind of, a, uh, I would say, a, not such a harsh wood. It's a it's a lighter wood, and uh, they pack a lot of flavor. And so we use, uh, we don't want to overpower the meat with uh, with the harsh wood flavor such as mosquito or anything like that. So we, so we use pecan and. In hickory,
0: Interesting. And uh, obviously it burns for a long time, right?
1: Yeah, it burns for a while. And, you know, mm-hmm. our, our motto is low and slow. So, you know, that's how we cook <laughs> our meat, low and slow. Low and yes, slow. Sir. Speaking
0: yeah, on food, true. I must mention, too, of course, we're fortunate enough to have the show. Uh, proudly brought to us by the 49ers Golf and Country Club and their hidden jewel in the desert, which is the Rincon Grill. All right. And you can get nice barbecue stuff there, too. But this is this is special what we're talking to, Kenneth. About today he he's featuring and he's made it his livelihood and I guess you don't win awards for nothing now you were reared by a single mom is that yeah, right
1: yeah, yeah my mom
0: uh, you know in a community where family and food were at the center of daily life and you came to love old-fashioned southern cooking and the magical way it brings people together can you explain that a little to
1: me well you know I've been I, my mom like you said she's a single mom uh, seven kids and my mom worked at night so she could be home during the day. And, uh, but, uh, I've been in my mom's kitchen since I was about nine years old. Uh, we helped out a bit. I helped out a little more than my brothers and sisters, Uh, but, uh, (laughs) so, and, uh, my family, you know, my mom, my, my, my mom's, uh, uncle, uh, my grandfather's brother had a restaurant down in, Dixon, Tennessee. And so our restaurant here in Tucson, we like to say that it is where we bring uh, Southern down home cooking and barbecue together. It's where they meet right there at Ken's Hardwood Barbecue, 5250 22nd Street. So you were just a little tyke, <laughs> right? You... Yeah, I was just a little tyke. I was a little guy. I mean, in uh, well, I don't think I was ever a little tyke.
0: Mm-hmm. You kind have told that. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. But uh, Yeah, so uh, it was great. Like I said, we had a a really close family. My mom, uh, you know, we always had people by the house. Our house was one of those places where the kids around the neighborhood. I grew up in a neighborhood where there was a bunch of kids, bunch mm-hmm. of families around and they liked to gather at our house. And uh, There's mom, always one, isn't there?
0: Yeah, Usually yeah. it's the best cook in the place. <laughs> Get some all to come in, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So we had our friends were at the house all the time and there was food always around the house. And my mom, uh, you know, it was a uh, Fellowship, you know, it was sure. all about fellowship. It was all about coming together, and we always had food around. And
0: well, it's a nice and, and, thing, uh, you and, know. They say uh, good businesses uh, break bread together. Uh, lots of good meetings have food, fellowship together. It's a great idea. You're pretty proud of the fact that you learned the values of focus, hard work, and discipline. Uh, was it being a football athlete and then a coach, or the fact that you were uh, a U.S. Marine that yep. gave you this grounding? I and mean, by the way, thanks for your service.
1: Thank you very much. It's Veterans Day. Uh, also, my uh, son-in-law that works at the restaurant, he's also Marine. Uh-huh. So, you know, we're very proud. My, uh, I have six brothers, five, uh, four of my brothers went into the Army right after high school. I went into the Marine Corps. And, yes, it did. That kind of instilled the discipline that I think I needed when I, <laughs> you know, coming out of high school. And, and that was sort of like the start. And uh, from there, I. Uh, I got out, went to college, played college football for mm-hmm. four years, coached it for okay. four years. So I, it just brought a lot of teamwork, discipline. Understood. And, uh, uh, we, know, we, what did you skills. like
0: better, playing or coaching?
1: Uh, well, of course I like playing, but uh, coaching was fantastic. And coaching. Uh, you know it's it's like a service you know it's providing services helping kids Okay, and, and, uh so that's what i really enjoy and i think uh, that carries over into the restaurant also is, you know service to people and and offering you know it's what we think we try to do is offer an environment where people can come in and and enjoy and it's a joyful experience and you know and uh, hopefully it's just a a, a real a seller up a celebration for your palate when you come in there, too.
0: All right. So. Well, I'm looking forward to it, because as yet, I haven't. I don't have the chance to get down there, but I've heard a lot of fabulous reports. Oh, uh, thanks. And uh, this fellow, born and raised in Tucson, I mean, whenever he tried to leave, the truck broke down, apparently. But uh, <laughs> after time, you get to know everyone, and they all become part of who you are. So Bob Ditko, when I ask him, do you think you'd ever leave Tucson? He says no. But uh, you put yourself through college, Bob. You rodeoed in your younger years. That must have been tough. It
2: was. I was a lot taller back then than I'm a little shorter <laughs> now. <laughs> Did a lot of bull riding. Tried to play with the horses. The horses and I did not get along. The bulls and I, we had, we talked, we, we figured it out. Yeah. So I did that for quite a bit.
0: So that's where you got all your bull from then, is it? Yes, Very it is. Good. That's why I wear
2: boots to work.
0: Ah, and cowboy hats as well. <laughs> You're well known around through uh, Tucson. You've been here many years. You know what's going on. You, um, I used to say you were my eye in the sky, um, because you know what's happening in Tucson basically, nearly first before anybody else does when we talk about new businesses coming to town, uh, big corporations coming to town or or in town sneaking around, looking at land maybe where they can build some factories and what have you, right? You still do that? Quite a bit,
2: I still do that, yes.
0: Okay, because I know you're pretty busy with Stuart Title. What's new and exciting?
2: Well, let's see, Cheesecake Cheesecake Factory that turned around was here, been looking around for a while. They decided not to open up another Cheesecake Factory but buy Fox restaurants all around the United States. Mm -hmm. And now they're starting to put their little spin on everything that they're doing. So you'll see some of the restaurants got um, Culinary Dropout, for a good example. Uh um, They're changing around a little bit, but they're going to try and keep that same kind of a feel that they have. As for other places that are coming in right now, we're noticing a lot with the roads. The roads are changing. We've had over the last, uh, since 2006, we've done over 845 different projects. We're in the middle of 13 of them right now that are done. 35 more that are still going, and we were probably going to be doing that until.
0: 2026. Yeah, chime in anytime you want to, Ken. I mean, the roads need to be done. Let's well, you a broaden, yeah. do. Wow. I had another flat the other day, Bob. You wouldn't believe it. I just put a new tire on. Fairly, <laughs> I can't go anywhere.
2: Yesterday, I went and spent $1,000 on new truck tires yesterday. Ah, uh, okay. Stone
0: Lake Rose, I tell That's you what.
1: Funny. I just bought three new tires for our food truck yesterday. Wow. Same reason. <laughs> Tough roads in Tucson.
0: How they <laughs> ever? I tell you what. Well, he put himself through college. So, my credit to you indeed, Bob. Uh, Bob Dick uh, past president of BIC. What is that?
2: It's a BIC information club. So it's a business information club that we get together every two weeks. Oh, okay. And go over in the mornings. It's a Tuesday morning club. And you were a
0: past board member of the March of Dimes?
2: I was uh, on the board of March of Dimes over here in town. When yeah. they left, we all decided to leave the board and leave it up to Phoenix to do what they wanted. Go from there. And go
0: from there. When did you get the time to write two books?
2: Oh, let's see. I don't sleep at night. <laughs> so I'm usually up at three o'clock in the morning. I I work it in at least 10, 15 minutes a day. I'll sit down and write. It turns out to be an hour to two hours before you're done. But while you're doing that, it opens up your mind in the morning. It gets you ready. It gets you relaxed. You drink your coffee. Right. You you start creatively flowing. And from there, you just spend the rest of the day thinking about what you want to do at It's a great
0: thing to do, mate. I mean, if more people wrote, they'd be able to express themselves better, don't you think?
2: If I can only spell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. Uh, how's your beautiful daughter doing? You're she's raising doing her. great.
2: 19, going on 25. She's got her vet assistant. She did it through the JTIP program here in town. Now she's over at Pima oh, College. Good on her.
0: Doing the vet tech. Well done. And your doggy's named Batman. Uh, he's I often so wonder, wide. you know, do you have a pussy yet named Robin?
2: <laughs> Everybody's asking me, you need to get another dog. He needs a friend. No, he's a leader. And he will torment the rest of the neighborhood along with the other dog and teach him <laughs> how to do it.
0: Uh, dear, oh dear, oh dear. All righty. So barbecues for you, I hear you put on a hell of a home barbecue when you do one.
2: I try. I, I will go and learn from you, Ken, and we'll see what you've got. <laughs> and I'll turn around and Mark as my own recipe and go home and
0: cook. Well, you love cooking. Okay. I mean, you love cooking. I know that about love you. love cooking. Julie and I will do a lot
2: more cooking on the barbecue on the, in the summertime. And in the winter. right?
0: we start doing
2: everything inside the house. We make a lot of different kinds of soups. Okay. So, but now listening to Ken here talking before we started, I'm really starting to think about getting a smoker and doing the same thing at home more.
0: Yeah. You know, well, nice. he's got this secret, you know, and I, I, I think it doesn't hard, matter how hard we sense. try, we are not going to be able to match what's going on at Hardwood, But you <laughs> never know. I know. You, uh, Ken, you're now uh, what we regard as a successful entrepreneur. Um, Did your career as a business development executive traveling internationally and enjoying and experiencing new cultures through their food, do you think that set you on the path that you're you're now on with this business?
1: Yeah. You know, I I really enjoy food, and I always have. And uh, I used to work out at Raytheon, and I was a business development in, in business development global international business development mm-hmm. and from there you know I've been to 43 different countries and you know through
0: your job you at Raytheon know, yeah Whoa. through my
1: job at Raytheon mostly through my job at Raytheon so mm-hmm. some vacation travel but uh, I just so much enjoyed uh, trying the local cuisines when I would travel. When before. you travel, yeah. I've been all over Asia. I've also been to Australia. Oh, you've been down times. under? Very I've good. Been, I've been down under. Mm-hmm. Uh, been to Africa, Europe. So I've been to a lot of different countries, a lot of different cities, and I always make it a point to try the local cuisine. Right. Even even traveling around the United States, same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just. You know, like I said before, I, I really love food and I like to... Uh, I think you've got to. Yeah, you
0: I, I think if you're just one of these people that just says, you know, look, a meal's a meal, fool's food, I, I'd sooner mm-hmm. go on and look at sites or something. You wouldn't enjoy it as much. Right,
1: I mean, even now, yeah. when I travel around the U.S., US uh, I always go and try out a local barbecue fair, you know, right. go to. Right. Uh, and, you know, just and, and here in town, we support local businesses and uh, we're big on uh a local businesses all types but uh, yeah
0: you're inspired by projects which allow you to work uh with family and, yeah. and to uh empower shall we say and uplift your community i mean there seems to be a strong strain with you you know um yeah. are you a religious man
1: yeah well i i've i uh, am a religious r- religious person mm-hmm. uh, i uh you know I, and say a I, I faith based <laughs> and uh Always have. My mom That's good. brought us she brought us up in the church. So. Yeah,
0: I would imagine yeah, so.
1: Um,
0: well, your hardwood barbecue is an award-winning family-owned restaurant, and it's known for a unique and delicious fusion of, which I haven't had yet, southern down-home cooking and fresh smoked meats. So what's your secret?
1: Yeah, so my secret is four generations of uh, family recipes, and we've gleaned those recipes, the best ones from uh, my grandfather's generation, my mom, even my generation and my son. So we've like, we have Ain't Sister Girls, uh, Sweet Potato Pie, we have uh, Ain't Roxy's, Peach Cobbler, My grand, my mother's green beans. So we've just taken okay. all these recipes out of Tennessee and Kentucky and some Oklahoma and we brought the best recipes together. That's why, and uh, so, you know, these are all secret recipes, family recipes, Ooh. and I bit well, of Kentucky Fried going, going on here, Bob, eh? Well, I'm thinking, why is you not 400 pounds? I mean. <laughs> high, high metabolism.
0: High metabolism. Yeah. So, entree, sides, desserts, original rubs and sauces. Right. Uh, combined with the secret low and slow approach yeah. of their three accomplished pitmasters. Right. A pitmaster is whom?
1: The pitmasters are myself, my son-in-law, Sean, and my son, uh kg but he's also can uh-huh. and uh, so we smoke all the meats we season all the meats brine and uh so they have uh they spent a lot of time with me i've been smoking meats for 40 years and so they've come along and they've graduated from the Ken school of pit ah, All right. <laughs> so,
0: I've always wanted to nice. know this. Now, you know, I, I don't wish to show totally my ignoramus of this uh, wonderful thing that you do called smoking meats. But is it as simple as just having a woodshed out the back where you put beautiful mesquite wood or special wood, hickory wood, and you just put the meats inside it and burn it and let it smoke and close the door? I mean, is that it? No, that's
1: not it.
0: No, I didn't it's think it was. A little,
1: it takes a little <laughs> more a, little a lot more of than it than is, that? you know, flavor. hmm you know, whatever, flavor profile, you know, seasonings, and uh, you know, also the preparation, the prep, you know, whether you brine the meat or not, and uh, and you know, with us, it's a lot of our rubs and the seasonings that we use for but- for our meat. And then, like I said, the wood. Uh, for us, the wood is important. Uh, we just tried some peach the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, we tasted, it sound, tastes pretty good. So okay. we, we yeah, you know, we open up our test kitchen. We have a test kitchen, and we all gather around and we try what we're you know try okay. the new recipe. Interesting, but
0: just the family turns up for that. Just the family, okay? Yeah, it's
1: just the family. So
0: then if you all drop dead, it doesn't matter. No it's one's, no one's <laughs> been affected. What happens if you run out of wood of the particular wood that you want? Well,
1: we're not going to run out of wood because uh, our main the main wood that we use is pecan, and so we just run down oh, to okay. the pecan grove down in oh, Sarita, so yeah, and we gather and our own wood fabulous Uh, so yeah so it's no problem like again local we use local wood local uh companies
0: well it sure sounds to me bob like a delectable and joyful dining experience i mean uh, what's the most enjoyable feedback that you get from your patrons ken when you think about it
1: well when i think about it uh it's uh you know we get a lot of uh Reviews, you know, some come in over our point of sale system, and the, you know, what we hear is that they really enjoy the food, they really enjoy the atmosphere and uh, the friendly staff That's things good. like that. That's you know, important
0: too, isn't it? That's really
1: important. I mean, yeah. when I look up and see uh, a group at a table and they finish eating and you know their plates are clean, but then they sit around for another. Thirty minutes, and they're just enjoying themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we have some old timey jazz playing on the, uh, oh, and uh, it's kind of okay. happy music uh-huh. playing in the restaurant. And you see them just enjoying themselves, still fellowship and laughing or whatever. That that is sort of the warmest feeling that I, that you have. It's That's your reward, isn't it? That's your reward that, you, that you reward. people yeah. came in, and they seem to be happier when they leave the restaurant well for I a mean, second i them.
0: thought you were going to tell me that they sit back relax they've enjoyed them say ourselves <laughs> the plates are clean but you go and pick them up and get rid of them. You don't leave them there, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of joints do, and I hate that. Do you hate that, Bob? Because I do. They don't walk around. The waitresses put their eyes to the floor. They don't look around them and see. Well, they're done. I should clean that table for them, you know. What about you, mate, when you go out? What what do you look for in a, in a, in a good barbecue when you go out?
2: You try a little of everything wherever you go. So I'm always looking for something different. You're talking about Southern cook and Now I'm hungry, which is... Mm-hmm. What time do you open up in the daytime?
1: We open at 11 a.m. Okay, and what time and do you close at night? We close at 8. We're open Tuesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Sundays we are open from fi- uh, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m.
0: Okay, so lunch and basically dinner, six lunch, days a week?
1: Lunch and dinner, six days a week. And, you know, we talk about the southern food, mm-hmm. and, and that's, you know, we have the mac and cheese, we even have collard greens, we have. Uh, green beans and so we <laughs> we serve a lot of different and the desserts pecan pie sweet potato pie peach cobbler again they're mm-hmm. just all the family recipes you know, okay
2: so. so what are your crossroads
1: our crossroads are Craycroft and 22nd Street all right nice right.
2: so yeah. what I look for is location I like for where I can get it in and out can we take reservations if I'm bringing some people that I'm working with and we're gonna meet somewhere I've got a lot of clients that work at, on the other side over there. To meet them in the middle, would you guys take a reservation for that? Yeah, them? we
1: take reservations. We'll reserve tables for people. Uh, we have uh, folks calling in. They have big groups, and they call in all the time. Right. And we'll uh, reserve a table for them. We also cater. We have a oh, food truck. We, we participate this weekend. We're going to participate in Yeah, I was going to
0: ask you about that. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting to your truck, yeah, too. That's okay. another thing. Uh, but, uh, so we want to know this. Can we park? easy to park if we take people and guests not not an issue and the service is pretty quick yes
1: it is easy to park we have our own parking lot on how about so, that all right now
0: bob yeah in your spare time other than visiting rodeos rodeos we call them in australia so i've been learning to say rodeos <laughs> uh, you love to camp too don't you
2: I do. When I get when I get a chance to go out I'll take the toy hauler out and I'll mm-hmm. take a bunch of
0: friends and we'll go camp for the weekend. Country concerts. Like. You love country? Definitely. Barbecuing, building furniture and writing. How's your furniture building getting on these days?
2: Uh, it's funny is I just turned around and, and got a whole bunch of spools and the wired spools that you will see over at T E P the ones that are saying six foot, seven foot tall. Mm. They asked me, yep. Do you want them? Sure. So I'll go get it from them, five, six bucks. And then what are you going to do with them? I have no idea. Yeah. But I built you, a table out of one and put a wine drawer in. Very good. No, that's well,
0: nice. You need a big uh, block of land to put all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> I do. Till yeah. you get to it.
1: How do you find time for all that?
2: Oh, it's <laughs> you basically, if you sit down and you do nothing, you end up in that <laughs> habit. So for me, just to stay where I'm at with my weight and keep dropping weight because I like food like where you're at. <laughs> I've got to keep moving on. But um, the last thing it is, I got a, a huge spool and only one side was good. So I took the spool and I put it up against the wall. I was trying to figure what I was going to do. I figured I'll just get around to it. Uh, and um, that's what I turned around. I made it. I got a big T, big U, and then big I, and a big T burnt around there and put the T-U-I-T in the middle so when I get around to it and I stick that to the side of my house so people are walking down the go. road like I don't get it and then I still think he's a frustrated
0: comedian up. Ken I'm, I'm sure of it this guy stand ups maybe you know yeah, it's, it's, listen your role here at Stuart Title is diverse yeah. right. I mean to say the least yeah. all right um, many hats you know you love doing your business Right. What is the biggest goal? What's your push? What are you trying to get out of it?
2: We, we love to bring people in here to be successful with what they do. So I like working with the newer people. I like to work with the people who are just starting commercial, the people who are just getting into lending, the people who are just getting into real estate itself so that we don't, we, we've got a, a, a new case of people coming in. The so, average, like the,
0: so Southern Arizona growth. Southern mm-hmm. Arizona growth. Okay. So
2: the average real estate commercial person is probably in the middle 60s. And Hmm. sooner or later, they're going to be retiring. So we're looking for some of the new generation to come in and learn what's going on from the good old boys and take off from there and keep running with what we're doing. So I play a lot more in the commercial division Mm -hmm. than anything else. I like to bring in some of the newer people, some of the people who are between the ages of 25 to 35. who have got great ideas, great concepts. And you should see the way it changes the, the lights of the, the older generation. They're like, I didn't think about that. Well, let's work together. And right. next thing you know, we've let's got see. teams working on, so somebody can leave their legacy to somebody else that they can trust and be confident to retire down the line.
0: Hmm. So you're in motivational marketing, creative marketing, uh-huh. uh, apps and social networking for realtors, right. realtors, and lenders all on YouTube
2: a lot of all in YouTube a lot of I teach a lot of YouTube I teach what's called Java time Java time is we'll take a room if anybody wants to come in from Tucson so if you want to come and talk about your restaurant Java mm-hmm. time and we put what's going on in our industry what's going on in the community and I'll start bringing it up somebody says I want to open up a restaurant well, I want you to meet Ken Ken what did you have to go through to go through your restaurant to open it up now you realize that a commercial real estate agents in the back going, here's what we had to do
0: uh-huh.
2: and Ken all the sense I want to buy my building there's a commercial lender in there and if I want to refinance it, how do we, we do that? And how long will it take? And before you know it, I've got 30 people in the room that just learned something, they come back. Right. And the next week, we've got 60 people and i got to get a bigger room.
0: So, <laughs> we
2: started with four when we did Java Time. Right. I built a coffee bar right over here, sitting in the corner. I mm-hmm. built that little coffee bar there. It's, it sits there now because Java Time's gotten so big, we had to move it over. So it's always trying to creative idea for uh-huh. class, for people to get together so we can social network one, two hours in a week's time and, and
0: walk away. You you touched on age group and business commercial. Commercial is restaurants and so on. Can yeah. dovetailing into that, would you ever, um, you know, have more restaurants than one or is that enough? Do you think you could produce and and deliver the same quality?
1: Yes, I do think I could produce and deliver the same quality. Right now, we've, like I said before, it's sort of almost like having two restaurants, having the food truck. You're having the food truck, but, right. But, uh we're we're open to expanding. Uh, mm-hmm. we still there's still a lot we can do in the space we're where we are. Right. And uh so even if we expand it we we would keep that space. Mm-hmm. But uh we're we're not at that point yet. Okay. But, okay. but uh, because Tucson have is been so spread out, idea. isn't it?
0: It's so spread out. Everybody says, Oh by gee, I wish you had one of these on the west side of town. I wish you had yeah. one on the east side of town, you know?
1: Right. And uh you know, you look over on the north north side and how Tucson is expanding going that way. So it mm-hmm. seems to be a lot of business that way. It uh, has a lot
2: to do with the demographics of the area. If right. You, you can have the perfect building, but then have only 10,000 people within a five mile radius. It's mm-hmm. not going to keep you open. Right? right. Right. You can be northwest in the smallest building with 18,500 people around you. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the right corner, on their way home you could be the most successful business ever
0: so is it growing out northwest Bob it's
2: growing out northwest we're seeing a lot more growing out southeast if you're looking at new home build southeast is beating Marana right now but still the fastest growing subdivision is the mountain in Marana mm. mm-hmm. so it just depends a little of both sides of what's going on we have 2300 homes in the market the average of the homes in the market in, in Pima County is 5900 so we've got 2.7 Months of growth of um of homes in in stock that we can we have to sell, but it's still not enough. Right. So different things we're looking at. What we do when we teach creative wise is why do we have 2,300 homes on the market and 1,509 parcels of land that are sitting there vacant? What can we do with those? So we're starting to teach the idea of let's go talk to our manufactured home people, let's talk to our small um, home builder and see if we can put packages together, and so we, maybe we'll put somebody in a home for under two hundred thousand.
3: Mm-hmm. We're also talking
2: about reverse mortgages. There's a lot of people sitting on homes that are sixty five and older, that are there because it's paid for. They only live off a hundred, you know, a couple hundred extra a month in their pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if they sold that home of four bedrooms to a family, took that money that they made, let's say it was three hundred thousand, put a hundred thousand dollars down on a Townhome that's only one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You would never have to pay another mortgage fee again, and you could put that other two hundred thousand dollars in your pocket. Divide that by, you know, how many years you think you have left, and have eight to twelve hundred dollars in your pocket monthly to spend.
0: Well, right. at fifty a year, it's only four years, so you'd really have to pass it out. You're wouldn't you are looking
2: at twelve hundred bucks at twenty four yeah, years, twelve hundred thousand. So,
0: Ken, um, your, your, um, how long you've been open now?
1: We've been open about two and a half years at 22nd Street. Two and a half years, and you
0: won the award. What was that for?
1: That was for, uh, it's the Arizona Daily Star Reader's Choice Award. Okay. We were voted favorite barbecue restaurant. Congratulations. Do you uh, display you that much. inside the Yeah, restaurant? we do display it. We display it on a truck, on our website, okay. on Facebook. We, you wear know, <laughs> it wherever yeah. you can. Nice. Yeah, I wear it on my hat. I wear wherever I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm
0: always So that sticker on your forehead is Yeah, is that's, what we're it. that's about. it.
1: It lights up at night. <laughs> ah, <you know? laughs>
0: very good. Now, you initially did start out with a food truck. Yeah, we did right. start
1: out with a food truck. What yes, inspired
0: did. you then to open a restaurant? Well, other well, than what we've talked about from mom days and community.
1: Right. When I retired from Raytheon, I kicked around and played golf for a few months. <laughs> and, okay, uh, but then I just wanted to start a family business. You know, my with my son, and it started with my son and nephew. We uh-huh. started with the food truck, and it it was very successful. It was successful. We and we just did about all we could do with the food truck, and. Uh, one day, we were driving down the street, and there was an opportunity to—we saw a, uh, a vacant restaurant, and it just happened to be a restaurant that had been—that uh, was started in the late 50s oh. by—it was Jack's Barbecue back in the uh, day. I know the family.
2: Right, yeah. I was going to say, Banks. I knew Barbecue, sh- yeah, surely. Jack,
1: Jack, Bank, Jack and Laura Banks. Right. They both—they had the restaurant. Jack was a retired uh, Air Force— uh, He retired from the Air Force and he had a a business. And so, you know, that spot is hallowed ground for barbecue. And we had an opportunity to go in there. And I was like, man, this is a blessing. And everything just went so smoothly. And so we went from food truck to restaurant. And you just mentioned uh, uh, the Banks family, Jack. Jack passed in the mid-'90s, but his His wife, who was part of the business, Laura Banks, just came to Tucson just recently and she came in to visit me. She's 96 years old. Isn't that nice? She was in town for an award and uh, she came in and, you know, kind of like passed the torch and she was happy and she, you know, thanked us for being there in the business and, and she had heard about how well we were doing. And so I was. You know, I was grinning from you know ear <laughs> to ear. You. I was so happy to see her, and uh, mm. I, I didn't think I was ever going to get to meet her. And she just walked into the restaurant one Sunday, and uh, it was it was a it was a real you know surreal moment. You know, uh, and uh, I really enjoyed the time that That's we spent good. together.
0: Well, other than delicious and amazing, how would you describe Ken's Hardwood Barbecue today?
1: Well, like I said, it's a uh, it's where Southern down-home cooking, and you know, fantastic smoked meats come together, and that's you know that that just kind of you know separates us from other barbecue joints, not only in in Tucson but in other places. And uh, it's a family restaurant, and uh, and there is a lot of you know love, and you know we put a lot of love and. Uh, into the food and uh, it's uh, we're just happy to be of service
2: you know five years ago you would not be able to open up a mom and pop stand family size restaurant it just didn't happen in tucson you couldn't get the lending on it you can get people to move on it and that and it was considered a, a mm-hmm. risk today we're having so many different ones opening up it's nice to have that kind of Family orientation, where we're bringing it back. Well,
0: you know, the city of gastronomy and all this jazz going on. (laughs) I mean, we're everything, right? Yes. But we do have, you know, without being negative, you know this, Bob, they come and go. And they have right. come and gone over the years. If you
2: don't have the marketing, you know, if you don't turn around, and have the service, if you don't keep up with the quality, if you try and cut back on certain things, you're going to lose.
0: You're going to lose, and then the summer too.
2: And in the summertime, you know, summertime you've got to know it's coming up. It's going to be a little slower. You put out a little more. You you cut back a little less, and you just keep everybody happy. So,
0: well, you know that more and more people are eyeing us off, right? The projections are enormous. I mean, you've got—I think you've got the stats in your head just about for Tucson.
2: Tucson, we're seeing 2.3% growth right now here mm. yearly. Uh, Sierra Vista, I just found out yesterday, is doing a 3.5% growth.
0: What, what's noticing. the pull down there, do you think?
2: The pull down there?
0: For 3.5. Retirement. It is retirement. retirement, But You right. also
2: got Fort Wachuca is growing a little more. They're offering more jobs, just like we did out here with Raytheon that said 2,000 jobs last year, 1,000 jobs this year. Mm-hmm. The Fort Wachuca is bringing in another 1,500 jobs down there, so we're seeing it grow.
0: Hmm. Well, so much for the rumor that I'd heard last year where they may be closing.
2: Well, it's um, Fort Huichuka. Fort Huichuka mm. is always on the chopping block. This is <laughs> is the first it really? Time. Yeah. Every year there's four or five different places in the southwest that's on the chopping block. And every year we survive from there. So if you look at it, Fort Huichuka is teaching communication to a lot of different countries in the world. Hmm. So it's kind of hard to replace Yeah, it'd be them very now. hard, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Even it's though like they the want to and they think it has <laughs> to be, it usually slides off the chopping block. For the longest time, Davis Month was on a chopping block until we decided to turn it into a small power center.
0: Yeah, look at it now. And solar, so. Your agents learn an awful lot from you, and there's thousands of them in our area. Uh, how important is follow-up for them? What do you teach them in that?
2: The follow-up, if you're not following up, you're not doing it right follow-up is, is not always asking for the business and saying mm-hmm. it's just calling you up and saying I'm thinking of you. We teach a lot of appreciation. So every day we reach out to three people and we thank them, every day we turn around and appreciate them and every day we, we reach out to three people to help them and mm-hmm. then every day we reach out to three people to smile. No matter if it's on social networking or if it's in writing or even just walking up and you know, giving them a call. Mm-hmm. It works and if you can do that in real estate on either side that you're on, no matter if you're on the lending side or the realtor side, it does help out. People won't be appreciated no more. So if somebody turns around and walks in and goes, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you did. Love your business. Thank you so much for making this easy for me to pick up and, and take home my, my, my meal tonight. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember you next time you walk in the door.
0: How do you get motivated every day to go to the market doing what you do?
2: I love what I do. It's it, I get up in the morning, I get myself into a routine. I start doing some research. I start making a couple phone calls here and there. It, you don't believe how many doors are opened up by just asking a question. Well, come see me, Bob. Okay, let's do that. And then you're downtown. And then as long as I can stop them from putting restrictions on me walking to the county building or sitting building <laughs> anymore, uh-huh. I guess I'm okay. But then it's a lot of the boring meetings that they call boring, they're at the end of the month. Um. Go down and listen to San Rio Nuevo meetings on that Tuesday, last Tuesday of the month. You learn a lot what's going on there. You also get to meet a lot of different people and you thank them, you grab their card, you say hi, you take them out to Ken's barbecue, whatever you possibly can to get to know them and then send them an appreciation. They come back and say, You need to talk to Bob. This is what he's got going on. Next thing you know, I've got him t- talking at a
0: meeting. It sounds easy, doesn't it, Ken? Yeah, it does. <laughs> but it it's, it's
1: all about relationships It's routine, and building it's relationships. Follow- yes.
0: My word, it is. You're listening to Tucson Means Business, proudly brought to us by the 49ers Golf and Country Club, featuring the jewel of the desert, the Rincon Girl. And we'll be right back. I hope you're enjoying Tucson Means Business, proudly sponsored by the 49ers Golf and Country Club. Right here in Tucson, and of course within the club, is the infamous hidden jewel of the desert. And I'm referring to the Ring Kong Grill. And the lady that makes that tick is Mackenzie Taylor. Hi there. Hi. You are a chef extraordinaire, so everybody's raving about you. (laughs) And when you say a new menu comes out every now and again, what constitutes a new menu? How do you drive at that? Do you do surveys? Do you ask people? I mean, how do you you know what to do?
3: Absolutely. We really want to keep our guests in mind. So the Rincon Mountain Grill has a lot of diverse business, right? We have the golf guys coming in and they want to be able to grab some some delicious food, and we also have people who are really craving a local uh, hotspot for dinner. So we want to really cater to all of our members and our guests. Uh, We are open to the public, so we really want people in the community to be able to just come in for dinner and lunch and join us. Everything that we do with the menu, we take everyone everyone's opinions and thoughts into account so uh, for example our blackened mango shrimp was on our happy hour menu for Mm. a month and a half and we got a lot of great feedback on that item
0: blackened Uh, what's it called
3: blackened shrimp and mango lettuce cups okay they're really fantastic it's a house-made blackening season and we use that uh, on the shrimp we saute that up okay and put that into a crisp romaine lettuce cup with a homemade uh, mango salsa
0: Okay. And
3: some fresh sliced avocado, and it is fantastic.
0: (laughs) So it's the feedback that says, you know what, this one stays.
3: Yes. This
0: one goes. So what else have you concocted lately?
3: Well, um, the lettuce cups have really taken off because a lot of the feedback we're getting is that people want to eat things uh, that are healthier and lighter. And, for example, our club sandwich obviously it's a big hit, Um, but we want to offer that to people who are being on the keto diet or who are gluten-free or taking their health more seriously. Right. So we have transformed our Rincon Club into our Rincon Club wrap, and that's lettuce boats that are filled with our ham and our turkey, our garlic aioli, some Mm -hmm. tomato. So it's a beautiful take on something that we already have on the menu, but it just makes it more accessible for people who are trying to kind of watch what they're eating. And And that's that's very good.
0: That's very thoughtful of you. And you are caring of the fact about gluten-free so on.
3: Absolutely. Gluten-free, we take extremely seriously. We have a beautiful gluten-free cauliflower crust pizza. Um, that's fantastic, and we get a lot of great feedback on. So that's definitely not coming off the menu because of the feedback <laughs> that we get from that.
0: Look, I guess the question would always be there. I mean, yucky, what's it taste like? I mean, really? Is it still a good crust it?
3: it tastes delicious. It's actually a mozzarella and cauliflower blend. So when you bite into that crust, it's nice and crispy. It holds up, and it has, like, a cheesy, beautiful taste to it that really complements any of our pizzas. So I, I actually eat that regularly, and I'm not even uh, gluten intolerant, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Mm, very yeah. nice. Now, what about um, appetizers now?
3: Appetizers. Oh, we have a beautiful new uh, pesto garlic bread that we do out of our pizza kitchen, and that's on our new dinner menu. Uh, we've actually, one of our big new menu items is we've transferred all of our cherry tomatoes into heirloom tomatoes, which is really uh, exciting to note because heirloom tomatoes have so much more flavor and they are so much more colorful. So they really add a lot to our dish. So uh-huh. whether it's our side salad or our cob salad, you're getting heirloom tomatoes.
0: Okay, and an heirloom tomato is it shaped the same? Is it? Is it-
3: um, sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. So they're they're just older tomatoes, right? That seed has been around longer, and so they have so much more flavor than the ones that are being henceforth
0: the heirloom. Yes, okay. modified
3: today. So they're just really, really super tasty and juicy, and yellows and greens and reds and oranges. It's beautiful.
0: Lovely. And we're going to talk about perhaps a little bit later. About uh, the wine dinners, mm-hmm. which are very special at the club, at the Rincon Mountain Grill, but just about anybody that comes in there—if you'd like to meet Mackenzie, all you've got to do is say, "Hey, is Macker about? I'd like to meet her," <laughs> and she'd gladly come out and say hello. Yes.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. i really love to come to the dining room and see all of our guests and really get some feedback from what they like, and that just continues to help our new menus build, too. So, absolutely. Please do not hesitate. I would love to meet you.
0: Let's get back to Tucson Means Business. You know, Tucson is growing. More and more businesses are eyeing us off, and you wonder where we're going to go. are we getting the the workers now, Bob? If things change that way, do you think
2: we're seeing a lot more workers coming in? We're also seeing a lot more businesses that are being built here. For an example, um, Don Born, Born Company, mm-hmm. has taken a lot of the acreage over at I Ten and Kino, turning into a power center. So we'll have University of Arizona, who's got sixty five acres, making a biotech center there. Don Bourne's going to build right next to it, put his own white room, which is um, a clean room for for doing research, office space, uh, hotel rooms, and also building homes on the outside of that, making it a small hotel. Mm. He's doing the same thing with the University of Arizona at the Rita Ranch Center. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing jobs coming in, we're seeing people being creative to bring the jobs in, and because we have the only commercial artery when it comes to the railroad, we have an international airport that wants to grow, and because we have the I-10 and I-19 artery right here, we're in a perfect spot to grow.
0: Well, it sounds to me, Ken, there may be another place that one might want to sniff out for a uh, extension. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, uh, like you mentioned, yeah. uh, the south, southeast. Southeast is for ruined. sure. All right, and there's not, you know, I mean, they're building restaurants down there, but it doesn't seem they could use some more they Mm -hmm. can
2: it's a lot of creativity is not running around where i hear something different like you and what you have Mm -hmm. i can name three or four spots all over town that may be a good idea to look at Mm -hmm. and then if you decide you want to go that route i probably can help you find that right person that will help you make it happen Mm -hmm. if you decide you want to think outside the box and franchise let me know that down the line i've got some people that work with the franchise companies here and worldwide that you may want to meet down the
1: line too. Mm. Yeah, we we'll keep that in mind.
0: There you go. There's one thing there. What I can see, I think, is a nice Saturday afternoon with a, a southern band playing and the jugs are flying I and know, the right? barbecue's wafting there through the go. air. Kids they, running around with
2: ribs in their hand. Right. I, no. No.
0: No. No, no. ribs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no kids. right behind them. No
1: kids. That's
0: so much for the family bit, huh? Well, you, you, speaking of kids, you've created your business can into a family affair. Huh? How? did you uh, get them all involved? Was it easy? Because you know what it's like, you know, some lokes uh, wives try and bring their kids into businesses with them and uh, it's tough and then they end up having arguments later because they never really wanted to be in the thing, but you know.
1: Yeah, so I've got uh, three children and two of them are involved in the business. Uh, My daughter and my son. Uh, But you know, we have a pretty close family. Uh, My wife's family is from Arizona. I'm from Kentucky. But uh, for the last 20 or so years, every Sunday we have a bunch of family by the house and we have Sunday dinner. And so everybody's used to uh, us celebrating with food and fellowshipping with food and mm-hmm. uh, so and and cooking. You know, everybody always pitched in to cook this, cook that. My daughter would cook desserts and, you know, my son's watching me outside on the barbecue <laughs> or the grill, as you, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so it really wasn't that difficult to get them involved into the business. Uh, and, uh. Well, that's good,
0: but they're enjoying it
1: now. They're enjoying it now. Uh, I mean, having it, a good time, There's right? some, you know, there's some of those days, but, you know, for, for the most part, everybody's enjoying it. Uh, we all, uh, like i said we we've, we've food has always been an important part of our fellowship our uh you know how we got to, how we get together as a family not only here but my family back in Kentucky and Indiana right uh, did, so. did you actually
0: start cooking young yourself
1: i yes yeah, i started cooking at 9 years old uh like i said my mom worked at night so a lot of times uh we would, she would sleep during the day cause she worked midnight shifts. And uh, so, you know, uh, we did, uh, I did find my way around the kitchen at a young age. And, uh, and then even in college I cooked and, it, we always had people buy the house, and, and we just took that with us, my brothers. And so we always, same mm-hmm. thing, you know, people seem to gather at our houses or whatever. We always have food available. So it's just must kind of Must attract them, a mate. You must
0: have something out right. there. You know, everybody get, get to Ken's place, you know. <laughs> you have a feed at Ken's. What about you, Bob? Do you um, When did you start cooking? What age?
2: I think it was probably during college. Yeah, I left home when I was about 17 and figured I'd have to defend for myself, so I started then. and But the difference is I started Julie at 9 or 10. My daughter learned how to cook. So, mm-hmm. Is she, never an is she excuse. a good cook? Oh, she's a great cook. Yeah? So she gets better and better and better every well, time. isn't its I
0: don't mean to be sexist or anything, but isn't it usually the women are better cooks than guys?
2: It becomes a competition in our house. And then usually dad wins because you know, dad says, at uh, we'll the last vote, no, you, that's not fair. But yeah, we do do a couple competitions at home, which really gets us involved with each other, so. Great. Well,
0: it's a good thing, That's a good thing. On the real estate side of things, um, how are we doing? How's the town doing, what, uh, are we doing, you know, more new homes than, uh, uh, than resales of the other? What do the agents report to you?
2: The resale, we've got 20 like i said right now we had 2300 homes in the market last month we had twenty-four fifty homes on the market and before that the month before we had twenty-five twenty-five. so we're going down averaging
0: 150 a month
2: that's that's keeping up we're mm-hmm. actually selling between 17 and 1800 a month but this is what we see coming back in. So instead oh, okay. of it growing right now until we start opening up different things for people to move into, such as at apartment complexes, townhomes that can actually go through and be passed, we have right. Townhome um, community that wants to be built off of Houghton Road and Speedway area. I know it well. Hmm. I,
0: I was at the meeting, the very first meeting. And
2: over there at Bear Canyon? Oh, yeah. And I walked la- in, looked around, walked out. Last night, there were the
0: hundreds. I was in bed very early, though, with uh, unfortunately not well, but uh, my wife went and uh, it was huge at the school. And Fortunately, they're worried about the roads.
2: And well, it's not just that, mate. Out, it, it's, it's the, the view
0: of the mountains are gone, the trees are chopped down, the lovely mesquite trees, and I think it's the attitude of the how how it's just been, you know, annexed and so on. But anyway, we'll get off there because I don't get into politics, religion, or uh, sports on the show, just around it on, on Business Radio X. So what else can we talk about? Is there something you want to share with me that nobody knows coming into Tucson? Got a little exclusive for me?
2: They were thinking about starting the Ruth Roth Bridge in January. Looks like it may start next month instead. Mm. With that idea say of... T- What's going on on the other side of I-10, oh. if you go downtown, they had put the water. If you see, the water's now running. Right. And the, what they did is they're the pumping river. it all the way up from i Road down to 22nd, and we're running it back over. Well, on the other side, they want to start building out, so they're looking at 285 apartments going in. That'll be, it's called the barista, along with 15,000 square foot of shopping space that they're they're looking to okay. So hopefully mm. this weekend... We'll find out if they'll it, okay and if so, they'll start off probably uh, summer of next year.
0: The barista, huh? I know a funny joke about that one. The lawyers joke about baristas, you know that the old one. I've got one for you. If I had an apple pie and I turned it over, what would it be?
2: An apple turnover. A uh, very okay. good. Now using my stuff. <laughs> wow, yeah. so. uh,
1: okay. Uh,
0: there we go. We used to have fun in the old days. Uh, um, what else is happening? road projects
2: are taken off we've already finished 13 we've got 22 in process that's going on right now mm-hmm. you're going to start seeing them tear up grant road from palo Verde and grant all the way down to swan and grant it'll be phase three and Ooh, phase four it's going to hold the
0: traffic up a bit isn't it
2: it's going to hold the traffic a little it's being done. We've done over 845 projects since 2006. Well, it's got to be done. I know it's a major
0: artery, but it's got to be done. It'll
1: never get done.
2: Now, we're finishing some things off earlier, and we're also finishing under budget. For an example, they just did the bridge that went over Houghton Road.
1: Right, and I was going to ask about Houghton Road, and so... They finished the bridge. Well, what about the rest of Alton?
2: Well, here's what's going on. They finished the bridge. As they were doing the bridge, they decided to start early going from the bridge to I-10. Finished that within an eight-month period. Uh Oh. Okay, so now they're going to take a little breather, and they're going to go up towards 22nd and work down to Irvington. After they're done with that, they'll most likely come back and do Vail Road all the way up to Valencia. Oh, what about North? Everything's to be done before <laughs> oh, twenty oh. twenty-six. North, going from Verde down to right. Speedway. Right. Well, that's that. They're still in to or, be determined on it, but it looks like it's going to probably be twenty-three when they start that one. What about wow. East?
0: I mean, you know, Verde out to. Wentworth and...
2: Tango Verde and Wentworth is not on the maps for right now what they're doing, but as they start growing uh, out there, they're starting to build out
0: my there. My taxes went up, too, Ken, you know. Yeah, I know.
2: It's I'm not, not fair there. Man. I'm the out there, are... too.
1: I'm like, well... They
2: are, t- they are starting the bridge that goes from Houghton Road to Old Spanish Trail, the Valencia Bridge. been no, right. Oh, okay. For 20 years, they're finally getting under that. Hmm. Once they get it that done and over with, they'll make um, Old Spanish Trail from Valencia down to... Camino de Oter- or Camino Este mm-hmm. to make that a four lane, oh, okay. back and forth, with all the new rock and key homes. Oh, boy, so.
0: business, business. I tell you what, Ken. Look, what's it like to own and operate a business in Tucson today? For that matter, a food business with so many choices for foodies. Uh, with us being the city of gastronomy, you know. I mean. You didn't see it as a gamble when you started? Yeah.
1: No, because I always look at it. I mean, I, I look at it as the, that this is an, a, a, an abundant world, you know, right. and that, you know, we don't we don't compete with any other restaurant. I, the way we look at it is if we just do what we do. You know, and the people and, will come. Well, and the people right. will come. Well, you so we don't worry about. Right. It. I mean, there's yeah. there's been a bunch of barbecue restaurants that have opened recently, you uh, know, or moved to the east side. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> but
2: did the city make it easier to to open it up or to put it in your name and go from there? Was it was it a, a long drawn out? process or was it an easy process to get done no
1: it was an easy process i mean the building you know some of the things that we did the sign and those things were grandfathered in we just didn't make any changes so actually it was easy easy for us to get into that restaurant nice and so yeah so we don't really haven't had any uh you know issues with the city or uh you know we just Uh have been trucking along uh You know,
0: well, there's uh, a question. You just you, you, you got, when you say trucking along the roads and so on, how can you produce the wonders that you make now out of a food truck?
1: Oh, um, so we most of the, most of the actually the restaurant has made the food truck business easier because we prepare most of the food in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and what I, mean, I was getting, getting at. Barbecue,
0: before so. that, you what prepared in the Bef- truck?
1: Before, yeah. So we have a huge smoker on the back of the truck and it's a big Ah, commercial smoker a southern uh pride commercial smoker that's the same kind that you find in brother john's and a bunch of other places right we have the same kind on the back of our food truck Hmm. and so uh so we were you know as far as our food flavors and everything i mean even when we did just have a food truck we were still producing you know fantastic meats and food uh but we had a commissary at that time but so now uh it just makes it so much easier with our own commercial kitchen and food, and uh, to 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 make it and it, it, everything goes a lot smoother. And we can produce more food right. and right. have more food on the food truck. But well, I mean, there's still certain things that we do cook on the truck. And we still smoke on it, and some foods. But uh, for the most part, most of it's done in our restaurant.
2: How right. early do you have to start?
1: Well, in the morning. So we cook. Briskets and and pork butts we normally cook them overnight because okay. we're cooking those from anywhere from 12 to 14 hours okay uh, and every morning we start at six o'clock and we're putting ri- we, we're putting ribs on the smoker okay. so we smoke ribs every morning mm. uh, and pork butts and briskets overnight and we do chicken and so other things during the day but for the most part we smoke you know the big meats uh, the low and slow big meats overnight.
0: Nice. Sounds yummy. Yeah, yeah. Yummy, so. yummy, yummy, yummy. Well, you've got me. As soon as I get well, I'm coming out there. <laughs> now, let's talk about how people can find you. I know the dubdubdub. Ken Yeah. Uh, Ken's Hardwood BBQ. That's bbq.com. Yeah. Ken's Hardwood BBQ.com. Uh, what else have you got? You've got Facebook?
1: Yeah, we have a Facebook page. We have a
0: Ken Ken we have okay. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, 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 all that jazz, right? Yeah.
1: Ken Ken Q. Now,
0: are you licensed by the way? Yes. You are licensed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah, people can book. They can have. How many can you book at one time? Well, the whole restaurant out, I guess, if yeah, you we wanted to. Yeah, book
1: the whole restaurant out. How many do you seat as a matter of interest? We seat about 50 people in the restaurant. Okay. Just nice. Yeah. yeah. It's a you know still a small, quaint Lovely. little restaurant.
0: But it's getting too big, isn't it? I mean, no. you're getting too busy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I don't know if we could ever get too busy, but, <laughs> right. you know. All so right. I, it, I'd be happy with a line out the door. There
0: you go. (laughs) How about
2: your events for your truck? So,
1: our events, so we book uh, a lot of corporate events. Like right now, uh, we've got some events for uh, companies around town. They're having a holiday party. So, they either book us for catering, and we have some pretty big uh, catering events coming up, and also food uh, events with the food truck. So, you know, some pretty, you know, like I said, big companies around town uh, you know, we do TP, sturgeon, some other, Okay. to uh, so the word you know. spreading. So, huh? so the word spreading. Yeah. So we have a, uh, like I said, we have That's a cool. lot of corporate business and, uh, people book us for you know, employee, pr- employee appreciation events. Okay. And, uh, this time there's, you know, like I said, this holiday parties, this is a big season. And, uh, yeah. and then we do big events like, uh, tournament of destruction is coming up. The, 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 uh, the Monster Truck Show, okay. uh, we do things on, we do the big events on base, like their 4th of July celebrations and those. And we do the ra- we do the races, uh, Rito down. so we'll do those nice. when the races cool. come in, right. in, Jan- in January. Yeah. So, Good we do a, lo- a lot of those events with the food truck. So,
0: look out for them, folks. Okay, what was it again? It's Ken's Hardwood Barbecue. And the address again is, uh, where was it again, 5250?
1: 5250. 5250 East 22nd Street. East 22nd, at the, uh, right. Crossroads of Craycroft and 22nd.
0: That's easy to find. Now, Bob, where can people talk to you if they want to get hold of Stuart Title and Trust?
2: They can find me right here at 3939 East Broadway.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Or they can catch me at bob.ditco.stuart.com at any given time.
0: All right. And, of course, uh, the Facebook is uh, Team Stewart. I think, 520. Right. And the website, too. That's quite informative, site. So.
2: Yeah, it's stuart.com forward slash Tucson.
0: It's got a lot on it. Before we close, I want to ask you each a question. Can you a front man, so you first up. <laughs> gives him time to think about it. He's lucky.
1: Okay.
0: I, I, we, not a lot of time left, but when you look back at your career, right, with all you've done, Oh, okay. Uh, is there anything you would have changed maybe in a decision that if you had it all over again?
1: No. Yeah. I, you know, when I look back at my career, I I'm, I am who I am today because of everything I've been through. You know, uh, a lot of th- things that I thought were so horrible at the time, maybe I wouldn't get through them or not. But it just made me uh, a better person. Those challenges did. So uh, as I look back and I'm sitting sitting in here uh, on your show today, uh, all everything I did in the past helped me get here. And so that there's not a thing that I would change. And you know, I love my life. I love you know. Um, All right. I love what we're doing.
0: And your message of inspiration. Your little bit of advice.
1: Yeah, my message of uh, inspiration is, is 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 do what makes you happy. Do you know, what makes you get, happy. You know, right. A little, you know, do what uh, brings you joy in life. That's that simple. Just, that's that simple. You know, yeah, just follow your feelings. How you feel. If you feel happy, you're good. If if you're feeling if you've got you feel troubled or whatever, then you probably need to make a few changes in your life.
0: <laughs> what like about you,
2: Bob? Them. Oh, I would have opened up a barbecue place a long time ago. <laughs> um, actually, I wouldn't change anything in my life. I love what I do. I love the people I'm around. I always surround myself with some great people. If I wasn't give any kind of a, um, something positive in life, it's a trust your gut feeling when you have it. Take advantage of it. Run for it. What do you got to lose?
0: And what about your message of inspiration? If somebody's listening now and not really sure what the devil they want to do for the rest of their lives.
2: Check into it. There's a thing called out there. It's called the World Wide Web. And to turn around and put some YouTube videos together and sit and watch or listen to a couple TED Talks on what you're looking at and actually think about it. You can think about it all you want. But the minute you pick up the phone and say, I want to make an appointment to meet with somebody, I want to turn around and see how it would be to open up a restaurant. I want to see what it is to open up my own car my car lot why not if you, that's what you want to make the advantage of go out and get it because not enough people are
1: that's great there you go
0: my thanks to the 49ers golf and country club for the wonderful sponsorship of this show that uh, goes all over the place and i thank the people's letters and emails that i do get i'm glad you enjoy the shows the variances of the different businesses throughout tucson uh, after all small business makes the world go round ken g alexander what's the g for by the way Gregory. Ken Gregory. He's the owner and CEO and chief cook and bottle washer of Ken's Hardwood Barbecue. You've got to get there. I mean, it sounds amazing, doesn't it? It 5250, east 22nd Street, and Bob Ditko, uh, executive vice president of uh, social media marketing and general dog's buddy too here, aren't you, mate? Everybody comes to Bob. I
2: have a good time with it.
0: That's the main thing. Thank you. I appreciate your time and giving effort to Tucson means business.